Oh. You hear that? You know where I am. It is Saturday. Ooh, just about to be Sunday, technically. 11.58 on Saturday night. April 2nd. Year of Our Lord 2022. Probably will be my last Saturday night down at Pier 60 for a while. I mean, I'll be here the next three days with my niece Whitney, which I can't wait. But, last Saturday night, you know what I'm saying. What's happening? Now, here's the thing. So much to talk about. Thank you for everyone who checked out my last podcast with TL Gentians. That was, uh, that was my favorite podcast that I've done. And I've had some cool ones with Kirk and the Doc and the Drummer podcast. Kirk and guest Tim and um, you know when I've had guests on here it, uh, like Lori uh, yeah, I'm not going to mention all the names just I've had some cool guests but that that one was it was that was a special one so informative and eye opening so that one's kind of how this one's going to start so that the interview I did with TL Jenchins J-E-N-T-G-E-N-S which you have, if you haven't listened to it yet, give it a listen, dude. It's very informative. Um, it was awesome, but it was a little depressing. And you're like, why? If it was so awesome, why would it be depressing? Not really depressing. It was because it was 99% good. The 1% depressing part was because I'm like, I'll never be that driven <laughs> to... Uh, to produce all the tracks and do all the legwork that kid did. I call him a kid. He's 33. I'm 48. So, you know, um, and he looks younger. <laughs> but, man, I won't rehash everything, but he produces his own tracks. He really, he went all in, and it paid off in dividends. Um, now, that's not to say I won't go all in, but my vision's different than his a little bit. My The biggest thing really comes down to um showmanship and working the crowd like i i think to myself like okay some of this is is projecting on to him and i i told him that projecting on to him i was partially right that this came from frustrations with bands not being what just bands <laughs> and uh he did say that it came he shared the vision with the band. They weren't down for the vision and they parted ways, which is totally cool. For me, it's um even when people are they all want like we all want to be part of this kick-ass band, get a big following, sound great, look great, you know. Like I said, have a big following and so even when we're when we're down for that, that takes so much work and dedication. And, like, take choreography, for instance. Choreography looks cool, and even if it's done, done tongue-in-cheek, it's, still, it's a visual for the audience, and it's just something cool to help us set, up, set ourselves apart. I always feel like I'm hesitating or, like, like, can we do this, you guys? And everyone's too cool for school. I mean, it's kind of, for the, for the choreography to work, you have to practice the shit, you know? And I'm thankful to, like, all the best, the lineups I've had. You know, Jared 
Brad, Scott, Jim, um, Wyatt, Brian, the people who did the choreography, Jess, thank God. You know what I mean? And, but it's, it, it doesn't come natural and it's, it, it got me thinking like, not that TL would ever want to go back to a band situation per se, but if he did, that dude raised, has raised the bar so high and good for him. God bless him for doing that. That he would, who, where are you going to find a better frontman than TL? I mean, I can, the number of amazing frontmen who know, who can sing, and more importantly, know how to lead an audience, I, I, I can only name a few off the top of my head. And I, two of them I know personally. One's TL, the other's the lead singer for the Valcor Pygmies. And then I think of like, uh, I'll give DJ Fontaine, I think he's a very good frontman up there in Houghton. Um, Steel Panther, you know, amazing. Best crowd work ever in the world. So, so that's one part of why I titled this Go your, You Can Go Your Own Way. Go Your Own Way. Um, here's the thing. With this move, I don't have this all figured out, but that's kind of what these podcasts are for because I used to keep a journal, dude, for like... Ever since I was a teenager, man, like, I filled up, like, probably 10 or 15 of those journals, man, just writing, writing, writing. By the way, I'm standing in the water. It's very nice. So, where do I start? Okay. The beautiful thing, when I talk about going your own way, I had kind of high hopes and dreams. I had, it's like that song, I guess I had high, high hopes for a minute. I'll stop singing now. Ah! But... Moving to Florida, and it hasn't been a disappointment, but it's been a different outcome than what I thought. Because I, I was so pumped to find, I was like, finally, I can get a big pool of musicians. I can find the right people. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm not saying that couldn't still happen if I was to stick around, but it's like, I really had to like, lower my expectations on the timeline and whatnot because good god that's it, it literally may take years and that's with somebody motivated like myself like looking 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 practicing 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 it just uh it's draining dude um so but i also had hopes for like doing uh, more social media stuff and kind of focusing on some things, right? Like building an online following and uh, maybe doing five minutes of stand-up comedy, which I still may do. But one thing I thought of was one of the benefits of moving away is you get a clean slate. Nobody knows who you are. You can leave any baggage behind as far as like for me, it's old band rivalries. Not that I have a lot, but, you know, there's some. And it's like, okay, I, don't, I won't have to worry about that. I won't have to worry if so-and-so's band gets a bigger draw on New Year's Eve. Or any show. If we have two shows the same night and they get a bigger draw, that fucking, that's hard, man. That that kills, that can kill you. If, if you're petty and childish like me. Actually, I think a lot of people, especially musicians, feel that way, like... We compare crowds and who got the best show and, you know, that stuff's 
I didn't even want to deal with it anymore with I thought well new people I'll have a little grace period because I'm new kid on the block building a new band down here and then you know as you know what happened I got homesick and stuff but now and I don't want to jinx it and I'm not 110% sure but actually I may be 110% sure I just don't want to it's scary here, and that's kind of a good example. It's scary to put shit out there into the universe and say, "This is what I'm going to do," because when you caring about things can sometimes hurt. Whether it's relationships, and we know this stuff, you know, it's like you open yourself up and you get vulnerable. If you say, "Okay, this is it. This is fucking it. I'm planting my flag in the ground." And I'm saying that I'm going to create my own brand, my own show. I'm going to do it the way I want it to be done, where I don't have to worry about anybody flaking on me, anybody missing practice, sharing the same vision, arguing about the set list. Um, I don't have to worry about people not putting the energy into the show, the actual show. I don't have to worry about singers looking at their clocks saying, well, how long do we play for? All this shit has happened. It would just be me. And I... Oh, it's funny because... You you got to bet on yourself. You know? And... I don't know. When I say go your own way, I don't want to get all... I Sometimes I get annoyed. I get annoyed easily, by the way. People are going to listen to this and they're going to try to give me encouragement. Or they're going to give me encouragement... And I'm grateful for it, but I'm also like, they, don't, they still don't get it. I just, because what I don't like is when people are like, you can do it. Shut up. I need more than that. What a dick am I? Oh. That's another thing. It's like, the older I get, the, the less I want to put on airs and not just be myself. Um... I have to learn to express myself better because it sounds like I'm not, I'm telling people not to encourage me, but I'm so fucking such a control freak. And I'll admit it that if I'm down, for instance, don't come at me and say smile, which I think that annoys everybody. And don't ask me like, what's the matter? And if you want to talk about it, that fucking shit does not work with me. That'll just piss me off. Uh, So I'm such a control freak that I even tell people how to comfort me. It's fucking ridiculous. I know I'm working on it. But so with me heading back, I feel like I'm more comfortable with myself. And like people are asking, like, well, are you moving back for good or is just. And the honest truth is, I don't know, because one thing that hit me was it's kind of like the Matrix. Remember the end of the Matrix where Neo turned out to be the one, I think. (laughs) Because now they have the new one. Whatever. The gist of it was that he turned out to actually be the one. But it wasn't the way they thought it would be. Another example. This, this Check out this segue. I'm going to butcher the details. But there was a King Tut or somebody like that. One of the Egyptian gods. Put a curse on anyone who opens their... Who enters their tomb their sarcophagus or whatever the hell it is. They say, if you enter this tomb, you will die. Well, 
a guy entered his tomb. Something happened where he got bit by a mosquito with typhus or encephalitis or something, malaria, and he died. Now, does it lessen anything because we know what happened? Well, yeah, that was a freak accident. I mean, the guy got allergic to whatever the mosquito. The point is he still died. The point I'm making is... I talk to my, I say to myself, like, I mean, I would love to be a snowbird. I'd love to be able to make the kind of money and do whatever the situation is where I could leave. I'd be, I'd be home for like part of the winter, be up there for Camden's birthday, be up there for the holidays, play a New Year's Eve show. But then on January 2nd or whatever, first week of January, I get out of there and I head down to Florida until April or May. Well, guess what? It hit me like, dude, that is exactly what I'm doing. I mean, I got here early. I got here in September, late September. But I was home for three weeks and for Christmas and New Year's. I left the first week of January and I'm heading back home in April. I'm like, holy shit, in a way, not even in a way, I'm doing it. I'm like, if I did it now, I can keep doing it, man. So... The plan right now is I'm already starting to work on tracks. I'm reaching out to some of my buddies um, who are better with the technical stuff than I am. But um, for anyone, any of the musicians out there, I'm on Audacity. I did find a way to download songs from Spotify legally. And I even found a way to uh, isolate tracks. Thank God for the internet, man. It's so good. Um... So YouTube it, I've already, so like I said, I'm working on medleys and I'm like, okay, dude, TL paved the way. He showed, kind of showed me that it's possible. And he also reminded me, and I know this already, but I didn't know he had this many obstacles, especially being that good. Um, he had obstacles. Holy shit. Did he have obstacles? And I actually thought, well, shit. In a way, though, if I do this and I'm up there building a show, getting it down, and then let's say I, want, I do want to become a snowbird and I'm work, let's just say I'm work doing this shit full time. In Florida, all I would have to do is call places and they'd say, I would say it's, it's like a TL show, but a little, it's different, obviously. But he, I mean, in that sense, he's already paved the way. That kid's a freaking pioneer, man. Um... It's a lot easier said than done. I mean, but again, that's why Brian wanted me to see him because Brian knows, Brian's been in bands with me. He's seen me work the crowd. That's what I do. I mean, I'm good at it. I don't, you know, I don't like talking about myself like that, but if, I I guess I'm saying that because if you're listening to this going, well, he can't just be like TL. You know what I mean? It's like, TL's amazing. I don't want to keep, I feel like an, like a little fanboy. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about him now. Bottom line is I feel... I, I I love Florida, but I can't wait to get home. It's like... It doesn't have to be all or nothing. When I moved here and I, and I have the first few weeks, man, I was like, fuck this, I'm going. And for longer than that, but especially then... Um, 
I was like, when I move back, I'm never moving again. And I'm like, I shouldn't say that, you know? Because I'm still figuring it out, man. It also bugs me when people say, like, they're like, what? They're like, well, you can't do that. You're too old. Or they think they're too old. And I'm like, we're not old. Honestly, there are people doing... We're not old. You know, I'm young enough. I have my health. If I could lose some weight, that'd be awesome. My knees work. My my joints work. I'm like, there's no reason for me not to do this. But there is... Oh, my God. We always have to fight that. Because there are times when I'm like, dude, you're almost 50 years old. Why? What are you going to do this? I'm like, well, do, we ever, do I ever plan on st- not playing? No. Easily, easily could be playing for the next 20 years. At least... Like, it's not worth it for 20 years? Fuck that. I guarantee when I'm 68, I'm still going to be, like, talking about, like, well, let's put a show together. Where can I, where can I play? That's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah. All right, you guys. I feel like I'm always feeling like I'm forgetting something on these things. I guess I'm feeling more and more ready to kind of put my cards on the table and say this is me this is what I want and that comes to like dating too like I went on a date down here (laughs) and uh, uh, if if you know I think I talked about a little bit and uh, what it didn't it wasn't a great date it wasn't horrible but the date was doing things that I was like kind of embarrassed of for her and I didn't when she was doing like for instance we were driving and she was like and I didn't see any names so no one knows who this is but she'd be like you have to stop and I was like uh and I'm driving like five miles an hour driving up to the stoplight just anyway I didn't comfort her and say like oh yeah no don't worry i'm like i i i had no problem showing her that i was a little annoyed with that you know because i was and that's not cool and i just met you and don't tell me how to drive and yeah there was other stuff i (laughs) i won't bore you with it but uh my point is i didn't feel the need to people please that's the fucking phrase i'm trying to think of and, like, so let's think about, like, speaking of girlfriends and dates and... I... It's always been a weird subject for me. Because I have turned down or screwed up or... Just walked away from many situations... Well, not many, but a few where the girls gave me big love. Big. And I'm like, nah, it's just, nah. For whatever reason. Mainly it's because I don't feel it back. And even when I did, I messed it up. I'm aware of it. I may be like 
I don't know. I'd like to share, like I'm picturing my new, if you know how you, new life, you know how they say visualize things. Like when I was at TL's show, I thought, well, it'd be nice. It's, I'll put it, it is nice when you go to shows with someone. It's nice to go with friends. I mean, I was with friends and it was great. But you know, if you're in love with somebody and they're, let's say I'm, I'm performing and uh, like TL has a gorgeous girlfriend and she's there doing the merch and stuff. And like, that's really cool, you know? To just be stable and I guess in that sense I'm kind of thinking about growing up. I don't know. This is probably TMI. <laughs> but I do like to share where my head's at. And hey, I was working. She doesn't know I do a podcast, but when I, la- I worked my last day at Congregation Beshalom. Some of the nicest people. The uh, Jewish community. Very, I mean, seriously. Like, they're so nice, I seriously considered staying and working with them because I was like, you guys are great. But, uh, so one of my coworkers, she was, she's about my age, and we were like, ah, we're about 50 weed. We still don't have our life together. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it is intimidating when you see people that are, like, your age or younger, and they've already got it all figured out, it looks like, and you're living paycheck to paycheck, going, well, especially, this is when it's a, the downside of being a musician, it's like, well, I just, I can get some new subs and put on a cool show and get lights. I'm like, you fucking grow up. <sighs> Never. <laughs> but, um, see, I'm also sensitive about, like, musicians, like, there's that shirt, that t-shirt, I've mentioned this before, that t-shirt out there that says, musician, a person who loads $5,000 worth of gear into a $500 car to drive 15 miles and make 50 bucks. Like, fuck that. If you're doing that, I'm not saying there's not musicians out there doing it, but I ain't doing that shit. Drive 50 miles for 50 bucks. Okay, I've done it, but I don't want to keep doing it forever. All right, you guys, 22 minutes already. I'm heading back to my van. And. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See ya.